All right, everybody, welcome to uh, Political Football here for June. What is the date today? Scott, June 8th, June 9th? I think it's June 8th. June 8th, uh, about a month after our last our last episode where Scott joined us to talk about, review the draft a little bit, talk about some of the draft picks. Uh, Scott has rejoined us this week. Hopefully, Cleve will be joining us shortly. He is supposed to be, but... As we all know, he is a very old man, and 9.30 is very late, and it's very possible he has just completely fallen asleep. Um, but hopefully he will be joining us here shortly. Um, you know, I titled this episode Midsummer, Midsummer, Early Summer Check-In to see what's uh, what's going on. So first and foremost, Scott, what's been going on with you over the last month? Any uh, big news for you or in the league or any big scoops or anything like that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we're off to a great start <laughs> all right well that's political football for june 8th we'll yeah, uh see ya. we'll see we'll see everybody later oh um, no, it's been quiet since the draft but it always it, it always goes that way and then the people who are uh you know the the, the people i'm doing work for just they want to be done talking about the draft for a little while so you don't hear from them right so right and you're telling me that they're not doing like 87 rookie drafts in their dynasty leagues or their dynasty startups where all the draft information is just completely irrelevant. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, um, continuing our theme of, uh, old, old men having trouble with the internet. Uh, Cleve is attempting to get on the show. Apparently he can't open his Gmail. Um, <laughs> so hopefully he can contact one of the grandkids to, uh, Oh, I fit in perfect here. <laughs> and get him uh get him to do that so uh while we wait for cleve to show up and join us here i had sent out a few like things i thought were interesting that happened uh fitzpatrick ryan fitzpatrick retired the Broncos sold for like five billion dollars were any of the things that i sent out or anything else happened that you thought was really interesting you just wanted to discuss a little bit the only thing that happened today was Jack Del Rio decided he wanted to talk a little bit and he should not have just in general or because of what he said. Um, okay. So he is, so he works for uh, a, the Washington football team where uh, there are trust issues and you need to, you know, you need to be able to get along with a wide array of people and he is pushing this concept that uh, the, that January 6th was just kind of like a little dust up. But all the stuff that went on in the previous summer was so heinous. And he doesn't understand. He's not understanding why this one's such a big deal when all the other stuff and all the burning of property and all the all that stuff. And it's like, you're not. I'm sorry, but you're equating two very different things. But you're also running you're running a, a large part of an organization full of people who disagree with you and you're really uh not really, helping. Yeah, everything you're every word that comes out of your mouth is it makes it worse. So I miss. Uh, uh, well Cleve, uh, welcome to the show. Uh Scott's joining us again. Uh hey, this Scott, week. Cleve. How are you? Good, good. What's going on? Well, you guys hear me good. Yeah, yeah, we can. Apparently, Jack Del Rio uh, hates democracy and wants to overthrow it, if I'm hearing this correctly. I didn't know what – they said assistant coach. He's an assistant coach now? I think he's a defensive coordinator. Okay, yeah, they. I think CNN said an assistant coach, and I'm like, who would be that crazy enough to step out there on that? And the thing, too, like, you know, if you're working for the Washington Commanders – like this is where that happened. That yes, was not fun. Like, oh, really? Problem. Like Cleve and I can speak to this. Like we had some of these terrorists staying at the Holiday Inn. Yeah. Like Cleve and I, we live half a mile from each other, yeah. and between us is a Holiday Inn. And like a whole bunch of these people were staying there, taking over our CVS. They love Dunkin' Donuts, by the way. Nobody in Starbucks. They were all in Dunkin'. I don't know what that's about. Um. Uh. So yeah. So yeah. It was it was not fun at all when it happened. And then wow. have Jack Del Rio come out talking about how it's the same as, you know, righteous the righteous outpouring of anger over the extrajudicial murder of black people. I don't quite think it's the same thing. Man. Yeah, so he was wow. trying to frame it in the terms of that there was a lot of property damage and there was violence that went on and how the media just sort of overlooked that and made it like, eh, no big deal. And now this little 
dust up as as he refers to it happens and now that's a huge deal and it's like wait a minute he uh, called the he called these the january 6th thing a dust up he did and it was like and honestly (laughs) can we swear on this show yes oh yeah yeah, yeah, of course yeah that's our second language like wake the fuck up jack (laughs) seriously like what are you what are you thinking what's going on there and at this point in time i almost think that this is a ron rivera problem like you can't have that guy in your room. You just can't. Wow. No, that would be like, I mean, a little dust up. Thousands yeah. of people stormed the seat of government, smeared feces everywhere, and like probably would have killed city members of Congress had they been able to. I, I wouldn't have used the word dust up. That's it's a little light. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's an old George Carlin joke. Where he talks about, you know, he's talking about language or whatnot. And he goes, it's funny how, like, we only use certain language for certain things. Like, on the fritz, he says, you'd only say, like, the toaster is on the fritz. You would never yeah. say the space shuttle is on the fritz. Nah. <laughs> and that's, like, this case here. This is not a dust-up. Right? Wow. <laughs> yeah, Man. that is. um, It's pretty incredible. Yeah, and, like, how is that just not snap-fireable? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's just. uh how many players in the room did he lose? You know, I, I mean, mean, he, he, he has a job because he's getting players to play to their maximum abilities. And see, see uh, I'm, I'm all for, uh, I'm all for free speech, you know, as long as you're not hurting anybody, you say, you know, say things within reason and obviously back your, back your thing up. If you're, you know, if you're adamant about something, but like in what, like what? What do you think was gonna happen when he said that, and like, you know, go back to work or whatever? Well, the thing is, though, is that free speech is really just means the government cannot throw you in jail for saying for like uttering protected speech, and I mm-hmm. don't think you should be thrown in jail for uh, saying that January six was a dust up. No, but there are still other consequences you could get, like having to lose your job because you just said that a terrorist attack on the city you work in was a dust-up. But the, I mean, what it comes across to me is a guy who's never had consequences really for anything right? and feels the freedom to express whatever because I've always been able to do this and I have authority over these people and I'm comfortable voicing whatever it is that I'm going to voice because there are no ramifications anyway. Yeah. yeah. Unreal. Man. Yeah. So, uh, Cleve, welcome. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Um, haven't spoken to you in a little bit. You got anything going on? Anything, uh, anything um, going to the gym or anything in life? You know, I mean, st- still the old working man is a sucker. So I'm still working for a living, <laughs> you know, playing the old Powerball, looking to strike it rich. But, uh, you know, just keeping busy between both careers. Um, obviously, you know, working and they keep me busy with the property management gig. So, uh, doing that, but uh, congratulations again. I know I text you that, but uh, th- so the picture that you sent me, I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, like, so why does this look bad? So like, just, so just, so just in case anybody in the audience does uh, does not know or listening does not know, I did graduate from college uh, this past Saturday on the fourth, uh, bachelor's in project management from Colorado State. Nice. So I am. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm actually uh, pretty pretty proud about it. Um, uh, also, for anybody who doesn't listen, I will turn forty in January. So I had I went back to school um, at a advanced age, not as advanced as Cleve is, but like an advanced oh. age. So, uh, yesterday, yesterday was thirty years I was out of high school. Thirty years, <laughs> thirty fucking years. Bro. I'm older than you. <laughs> really, it's unbelievable. It's, it's so. They took liberties at me the entire two seasons that we've been doing this show. So it's good to have someone my age. Oh no, no, yeah, so, no. Sorry, Cleve, you're still the old man of the group, um, <laughs> and, and it's and it's for it's for an indisputable reason, but it's a great reason. It's a great yeah. reason, but indisputable. For our grandpa. season opener, I'm looking for a, a leather a leather uh, helmet. I'm gonna rock that the entire season. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Concussion protocol. Yeah, throwback. <laughs> leather. So hands. when I worked back in Ann Arbor, the big big boss at the lab I worked at was older at the time and we're talking like 15 years ago and mm-hmm. he played high school ball against dick buckus oh my, oh my god. god and he goes and we only had these leather helmets and i was like 
And he goes, he hit me one time and I took a basketball. <laughs> Get the old golf swing out. Get the old yeah. golf swing out, bro. Could you imagine wow. being hit by a night like a 17-year-old dip buckus and you have like no pads and no helmet on? God, that that just oh, no. that just sounds horrible. That sounds horrible. Uh well, anyways, we actually do have the actual old old man of the show here. Don has been out of high school for 50 years. Don! What's up, Tesla? I said I sent them a Tesla video. It was absolutely outrageous. These guys, these guys jumped one, and then he was like, "It wasn't even his car." He pointed out something I didn't, I didn't realize. So, good job, Don. Made me laugh my ass off. Yeah, we uh, Scott here. We are uh, very. Uh, but what's what I'm looking for here? We're binary on Tesla and Elon Musk. Well, some of us. I love Tesla and hate Elon. Um. Don loves loves everything about it. Uh, my boy Paul, who shows up in the chat sometimes, he hates everything about it. So it's it's and I'm uh, a BMW guy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just kind of all all over the place. So if you're if you're unsure whether or not the folks on the show love Elon Musk or hate Elon Musk, the answer is yes, basically. <laughs> Good <laughs> to know, right or wrong. Yeah. So um, Cleve Scott is a uh like an actual like media scout writer. Like what? Like scouts, college players for the for the NFL draft. Okay. Um, and so Scott, there was one thing that happened just a couple of days ago. A little blurb I saw on uh whatever they call Roto World now, NBC Sports Edge. Yeah. But yep. I wanted to get your opinion on specifically. Um, Travis ATN. They said in Jacksonville, who was a first round pick last year, had a Liz Frank injury, missed the season. Running back. They said they want to use him like Debo Samuel was used last year. And so my question is, do you think that's a good idea? And also if Travis Etienne were in this year's draft class, the 2022 class, would he have been drafted ahead of Brees Hall? Yes, he would have. Uh, I, I think that's, to me, that's an easy one. Okay. Uh, he was a much more talented player, especially after staying, after staying at Clemson for the full four years. Uh, there was some confusion as to why he didn't come out as a junior, but the stuff he put on film as a senior was all about the passing game. Uh, before that, you know, going into uh, going into his senior season, there were questions about his ability to pick up uh, blitzes and block, and then and also catch the football and make plays happen. And he was really, really natural and very effective doing it as a senior. So it improved his, his draft stock <clears throat> in terms of it gave teams some comfort knowing that they could throw the ball to him. And he could make plays that way, but it didn't. It didn't necessarily mean he got drafted any higher. He wasn't going to get okay. drafted higher than where he went. Um, last year is almost a throwaway. Obviously, the injury for him is a throwaway, but the entire offense is a throwaway. And now he steps in, and James Robinson's gone for the majority of the year. And I know they're going to use him lots of uh, passes, passing plays, and uh, lots of unique things to get him involved. I just find it hard to believe that the Debo thing is such an uh, it's such a black swan or, or an, an anomaly kind of thing yeah. that it's hard for me to think that at the end is going to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. It seems like it'd be hard like to design the role for Debo. It's almost like they fell backwards into it. Like they were stuck with Jimmy G and then Trey Sermon was garbage and Raheem Mostert got hurt on the first series of the, of yeah. the year. And they just sort of like kind of put it all, put it all together. I don't even know if you'd want to design um something something like that for for him cleave so jacksonville this year they get atn back they they get rid of urban meyer (laughs) and bring in doug bring in doug peterson um had the first overall pick to trayvon walker i'm actually really excited about jacksonville and by really excited i mean they could win five games um what do you think? Like, do you think Jacksonville is on on that path, or are they just still going to be just a total dumpster fire? Um, no, nah, I think I think the I think the uh, the experiment with Urban, the Urban Cowboy, that is, uh, is over. Uh, I think Trevor might get a, a chance to have a really really good rookie season because technically, it was a wash last year with that bullshit that they put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited about them too. I hope they drain the pool though because <laughs> getting scabies on your fucking first week, it's not good scott uh, how much how much money to get in the hot tub at jacksonville stadium not not enough 
Not enough money. <laughs> I don't know. The amount of beer they serve you, and then you get in that pool, it that's gotta be so bad. So bad, man. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited about them. Um, I actually want to see um Trevor, you know, do what he was supposed to do. And the yeah. offense looked like it's designed for him versus Urban trying to put some college shit on the field. I don't know. I just I just kind of looked at it as year zero for them. Yeah, now this is the true test and like see where they're at. Yeah, Jacksonville's just a really interesting case because two years ago, three years ago, whenever whenever the Bengals drafted Joe Burrow, they were obviously the worst team in football. That's how they were able to get Joe Burrow. Two years later, to go to the Super Bowl. Well, if Trevor Lawrence is actually good, right? Like, is there – their division isn't good. I'm not saying Jacksonville has any hope of ever going to the Super Bowl, especially in the AFC. I mean, the AFC is super loaded this year. There's going to be, like, four good teams that don't even make the playoffs. But if we're at Thanksgiving and Jacksonville is leading the division, is that going to be, like, a huge surprise, Scott? Not necessarily surprise, but it's – it's. Um... I mean, Cleve mentioned it. it. This is this is starting over from last year. Last year just is just it's washed. It's, it's it's washed away. It has to be. But then you look at you look at the Trevor Lawrence thing, and it's and it's interesting because he you know he, he steps into Clemson as a freshman and, and he looks pretty remarkable. You know, four years ago as a freshman there, he was awesome. And do we really think he got any better in his next two seasons at Clemson? As a football player, no, he did not. No, there was very little improvement in his play. He sort of entered the NFL the same as a same player he was, uh, you know, as a 18, 19 year old kid. And yeah, there were going to be some issues with with uh, things with him, but he's a very talented player. So now you look at he's in the NFL for one year and it was super dysfunctional, uh, pressured all the time. This is one mm-hmm. of the issues I have with with Jacksonville and what they chose to do. Uh, you have uh, a left Cam Robinson's their left tackle who they signed to a uh, a one year tender offer that he did not sign and it took him like sixty days to sign it, mm-hmm. which is weird because when you sign those offers, they're guaranteed for injury. So if he's in the gym the following morning, you know, on a in a football, you know. Uh, in, you know, inside the Jacksonville facility, and he does something and he injures himself. All that money that he is—it's all injured. It's protected for mm-hmm. injury. So, so him not signing that that offer was him giving the franchise like two months of free uh, whatever it was that they were trying to do. Were they trying to trade him? I don't know what they were trying to do. Weird. The whole thing was weird. And then, so you have him as a starting left tackle. You have Juwan Taylor as a starting right tackle who's in the fourth year of his fourth and final year of his rookie deal. And these, and and you really didn't do anything to address that position. So you still are starting those two guys as tackles. Now I know you brought on Brandon Scherf and you, you, you brought in uh, Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk and some, uh, some, some weapons for uh, him. Zay Jones for 7 million a year. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Uh, you know, it's just, Yes, there's more talent for there, uh, there for him now, but but the structure of what that offensive line is, I mean, Cam Robinson's a very adequate to probably below average starting left tackle, and the same can be said for Jawan Taylor. Uh, what does the addition of Brandon Scherf do? I don't know. We'll see. But you know, um, so that is a team that that has the potential to be uh, like a five win team. Um, you know, I, I can't see that they, they're going to do much better than that, but we'll see. Uh, you know, the Trayvon Walker pick aside, which is confusing a little bit. You know, um, well, well, my my Ike Ekwanu number one overall for fifty to one that he got in January because like, oh, they need a tackle. They're going to go with Cam Robinson and Jawan Taylor, and then that's what they did. So, but I mean, I do think that they did a good job of improving this year to maybe finish off the improvement into next year. Yeah. It being late, Cause after next season, they're going to have to make the decision about Lawrence, right? Or do they get two more years on him? They, the they'll have four years before they have to pick up that fifth year option. And okay. then yeah. start talking about okay. big contracts, but you know, they've already burned one of them almost learning nothing. So yeah. they're really going to have to figure it out quick. 
Yep. And that's where Peterson has to step up and 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 make that make that work. And I think one of the ways, and this whole this whole thing goes back to the Etienne thing is one of the ways that that happens is is you can make things real easy for your quarterback by involving pass catching running back. Yes. And I would expect that a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, Paul makes a good point here. He says Clemson's offensive staff is low-key awful, which for those of us that watch college football, we know it's high-key. Really, only the wide receivers out of Clemson are stellar over and over and over again and keep yeah. getting better. All the other positions are not – like Andre Ellington wasn't that great. Dwayne Allen wasn't that great. There is a player who was good as a freshman at Clemson and got better in college and then went pro and kept getting better as a football player, but not as a human being. And that is Deshaun Watson getting topped <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So my counterpoint to Clemson's staff and staff being awful, not making Lawrence better, is that they were able to make Deshaun Watson better at football, but not as a person. So um, this is a tortured segue into uh, this horrendous topic. So Deshaun Watson is now being has now a 23rd and 24th lawsuit filed against him. The New York Times just came up with this huge expose. Apparently, he booked massages with 66 different women over a 17-month period. Like 15 of them came out where like nothing untoward happened at all. But then the New York Times found out that he was sending out NDAs to some of these some of these women. And uh, Scott, I don't know if you know this, but uh, on the show a few episodes ago, like when he when Watson signed, I said it was reported that the Browns didn't speak to any of the accusers. And I was like, that's really stupid. You can't get a full picture of what happened without talking to the accusers. Yeah. And you're yeah. going to put up $250 million in three first round picks into this investment. So even from just a crass winning football game standpoint, you had to talk to the accusers. The Browns didn't do it. Well, the New York times did. And guess yeah. what? Like I, I just I don't understand it from the Browns' point of view, but more importantly, Cleve, like what the hell is wrong with Deshaun Watson? I don't, you know, this has been a head scratcher for me since this all kind of came down, and I just can't, you know, I mean, everyone, everyone is probably a deviant in some kind of strange way. Everyone has their their hangups and stuff like that, but I just like obviously when it's when the number is greater than twenty, it's probably something there. And I just for life for me, I'm like, this can't be about the massages. It's it's just maybe his behavior. I I, I don't know if this was some stemming from I'm surprised no this didn't happen in college. Like no one from college stepped down, like, yeah, you know, it, it was kind of weird or whatever. So, you know, but it's just I, I don't want to believe it, but at this point now, I'm like, man, like, bro, this like you got a problem. Well, and the Browns was- have a fucking problem just I mean, hey, hey, Browns fans and Browns GM, if you're throwing out money, I'm still available. I can still play a little ball. Throw me some money. <laughs> Throw me some shackles. Come yeah, on. listen, if you want to pay me $230 million guaranteed to never play quarterback for you, I can do that. I am your man. Tell you what, I'll do it for half. I'll do it for $115 million. Well, hey, Baker's uh, Baker's probably on the field somewhere right now throwing – you know, chucking the ball a little bit and like I'm gonna play. No, he isn't. He is not at minicamp. He he said, "Hell no, I ain't coming." Oh, he didn't show up. No, no, he's done with them. He ain't coming back. Wow. What? So, so Scott. So when that happens, um, if you could shed a little light, you may or may not know. But if 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 a player like that who's technically still a Brown, if he's if he's holding out like like they still have his rights, right? Like he just can't. Oh yeah. Yeah. So is this more? Is this more depth? detrimental to him or them um well i mean at this point it's so up in the air as Mm -hmm. to what the future holds for them and what they did to him was was uh was shady enough that i don't you know i'm not sure that he should go back period but you know they own his rights they they have his rights so if they don't release him or or cut him or trade him, he's gonna be a brown, right? Yeah. And that and that's just a really weird uh, sort of dysfunctional place for him to be, uh, given what went on. So, but you know, so I um sorry to cut you, Scott. So I I was in a camp of a six to eight game suspension for Watson, but this might be a season that he sits again. He may sit the season here. So who who's your other option? Is it 
is it Brissett? Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> Jacoby Man. Brissett, yeah. I love I love where guy I, and, and I like him a lot. You know, I like him as he's serviceable, but obviously you don't want a week one. This is the guy you're trotting out. Like no, you don't. I mean, the thing with the Watson thing is is um do the two new accusers really mean anything? And legally, I don't know if they do. Uh, they might. I don't know. Um, but, there's but they might reporting on that. They might to an NFL investigation, though. If he lied to the NFL while they're doing their investigation, oh yeah, there's nobody else. Oh, because he said, oh, we got like 40 40 people for massages, but now it's 66. If you told the NFL, I don't have any NDAs, but then all of a sudden it turns out he does. Like he could be in a lot more trouble with the NFL simply for having lied to them during their investigation because they can't just let players lie to them. No, right? you know who else could be in trouble with the NFL is the Houston Texans for supplying the NDAs to Deshaun Watson. Good point. For, Good point. For giving him a room in the Houstonian in Houston yeah. and allowing him to to shack up there and create a spa type environment where they knew what was going on. Uh, I mean, there's there's some exposure here. Um, that's not a joke, even though it could be a good one. <laughs> yeah, was, you, see me, you saw me lower my head, right? I was like, yeah, I was like, like okay, well, well the mic, I mean, I'm I mean, like, there's definitely some exposure here. That's pretty pretty well documented. This is, this yeah, is political yeah, football. This, is, this, this plays here. This plays here, so get used <laughs> this, to that. The Texans are on the hook for some of this, too. And that's been uh, something that's been talked about sort of behind the scenes all along is is the, the the shadiness of what happened uh once they once once Deshaun decided he wanted out and all this stuff sort of sort of broke out was just like wow you know and now you find out that Houston's involved in this and um you know craft uh, crafting NDAs for him and uh I'm not saying that they were complicit in in uh what he was personally doing right. but they helped they help to facilitate it for sure. And uh, it's not a good look. Yeah, no, it definitely is a, is a terrible look. Uh, Don says that the Browns will regret this decision very soon. And, you know, I'm honestly kind of hoping that they do not just because like Deshaun Watson should probably be going to prison for a long time, even though he's apparently not going to, but just the, no, this is all civil stuff. So there's nothing criminal. Uh, yet, but that's the thing about not interviewing well, the accusers again, the well, full scope of the situation. Well, like, well, the non the uh, the NDA, right? Doesn't wouldn't that bar anything like that? Or they, oh, they can break that, but only can break it they, happened. They did the, the grand jury did uh convene in, in Houston, multiple okay. grand juries did, and they decided to decline to charge him. So, so the the criminal component of this is done. There is no cr- criminal component. It's just it's a civil thing, and it's a PR thing for the NFL. And how can they get make around, this get palatable for yeah. people? You know, and yeah, this wow. The, so the optics of this female looks fans bad. of the Browns, like, what do you do there? Man. You know, hey, so yeah. and, and the thing too, wow. like Baker was playing hurt last year. Yeah, but coming into like the two years ago, we were all excited about him. Coming into last year, we were excited. In fact, I think coming into the last season, me, uh, Cleve, and Maddie Ice all predicted 49ers over the Browns in the Super Bowl. We we did independent we did. of each other. We did. We all and, gave that same conclusion. And I also said that Breaker should have shut it down you at did. the end of the season. I was like, you know, you got three games left. You're playing for absolutely nothing at this point. I'm like, I'm not playing on the tour because when it's time to pay you, this yeah. is what's gonna happen. Yeah, they're going to trade for a serial sexual abuser, reportedly, I guess, because he hasn't been convicted, so reportedly. Um, but, like, I it's mean, just so dumb from them to not interview the accusers. I, just, I mean, I don't my, understand. My Mount Rushmore of, of, of the all-hands team has now got three people on it, Deshaun Watson, Kraft, and Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> I'm looking for a fourth. That's my all-hands team. That was... <laughs> Oh man! Uh, well, all hands team. How about a uh, Bill Romanowski for breaking that dude's orbital bone? <sighs> or different, old, different types of hands. Good old uh, Wow, Bill. It, 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 what, the one thing that is possible is that um, the Browns might not have been able to talk to the accusers because there were no names at that point in time. Yeah, they were but, anonymous. But that you today's don't sign point, them. Yeah, yeah. Today's point. Okay. Today's yeah. point. I'm like, we just. Can't, 
to to back up the Brinks truck like that. Yeah. And that was, that's really bad business. That's really yeah. bad business. Yeah. yeah, you can't trade three first round picks. Again, just from a crass winning football games point of view, not a morality sort of point of view or anything. If you're only concerned with winning football games, you can't sign him for $250 million or whatever, trade three first round picks without a full scope of the story because we have to ascertain is what is alleged to have happened all that happened and how likely do we think he is to do it again because that's uh, the other thing like going forward like he's like do we really think that he's just never going to do anything like this ever again he's shown no remorse he's not been penalized at all no well, i mean i mean he's He's maintaining his his innocence, and he's saying like, "I no, nothing was nefarious here." So, uh, Scott, when it comes to the money structure of this thing, so let's say he he doesn't play it down at all, right? This is what I'm asking about, Don. So he doesn't play it down. Like, so they're on the hook for all this money to be paid out, unless no there what. is a legal way out, based on new uh, uh, accusers. So yeah, but they're on the okay. hook. They are on the hook. So statute of limitations, um, withstanding, um, what if by season start four or more people come out for some reason? Like, and of course that you know they're like, well, pff, you're not taking the field. Did he um, know? Now, if these four people come out, did he know that they were uh, filing charges against him? Did they know that they were fi- that they had filed a complaint? If he know if he knew and misled the NFL in their investigation, then yeah, he's gonna get hammered. Mm. He's gonna get hammered. But what if, what if the Browns asked him for a list of the 40 people that were that he hired, and then he gets four accusers who weren't on the list of 40 he gave to the Browns? Man. Then yeah. then that would be a perfect reason for them to say, We're not paying you. You you misled us. Yeah. You know, so, and and then there's contract law that comes in that I don't know nothing about. Right. Uh, and how that works. But but I just know I, at this point in time, there's nothing that exists uh, in talking to people who are contract people that would allow the Browns out of this currently. So okay. so not to beat a dead horse and we can move on from this topic. So what exactly did he just expose himself as he's getting a massage or so? Uh, so I <laughs> contemplated whether or not to quote the New York Times article here on the show, and I'm not going to, which should tell you, Khalif, because you know me. Like, you know me. Like, so if I'm not comfortable saying (laughs) it on the show, I literally, on this show, already called everybody who was at January 6th terrorists, and I will not say what the New York Times says he's accused of doing. So, like, it's not just exposing himself, you get what I'm saying. Like, it's... I'm going to have to look this up. That's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um so Cleve, it's 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 gonna blow your mind when you read the um the play the play by play of what happened. Wow, it's gonna blow your mind. Like, how does that happen? Yeah, and then if you're if you're like me, you're gonna try to figure out in your head, like, huh. I'm not gonna even say it. This is gonna make it's gonna embarrass. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's so like creepy and ridiculous and terrifying and stupid. Like so, all so at how, the same time. So how is there no criminal activity here? Right? Uh, I mean, they didn't ask me. Didn't I don't I, think they could. I don't think they could prove it. Oh, so it's 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 hearsay. Yes, it's the accuser and saying and that's the accuser what, saying this is what happened, and th- and this latest one is not somebody who was even part of the grand jury at all because she guys didn't re- come forth with it with this. Right, you guys remember the Darren Sharper thing where like all women that were on different sides of the country had the same story and never yes. met each other. Is yep. this something like that where it's a pattern of what yes. he's doing? Yeah. So how is that not nefarious? I don't even understand that. Well, I think. Again, I am not a lawyer. I am a project manager. Um, but <laughs> um, uh, as a not a lawyer, the bar to clear to get a conviction, I think, is very high because it should be. And so, like, the prosecutors aren't going to bring cases 
if they don't think they have a really good chance of clearing that bar. And like, right. seems like he probably did it isn't the bar, right? You have to beat the reasonable doubt. I mean, if OJ was found innocent, like that bar is pretty high. So I, I and then there's evidence. Like, what's the evidence? Yeah. And the evidence is there is none other than what she's saying as opposed to what he is saying. And, you know, um, he, I mean, it seems like you, this is a serial you, from him. Yeah, the fact that you booked that many massages. The well, fuck, different, man. different people. The different people is what makes it weird. Like, what, like, if you have a masseuse that you like, you generally, like, have one. To maybe like I don't get my hair cut by sixty six different people. Yeah, <laughs> like when I go get a massage, I I want the I want prison rough first of all, <laughs> and I want the lady with the green eye and the blue eye that worked in the Iron Triangle torturing guys. I want I want to get that roughed up. I don't want to I don't want the smoking hot. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I still don't get it. Well, I it's, think I think that's because you're there for massage therapy, and Deshaun might be there for something else. Yes, you make Fair. enough money to order. Okay, I forget that we have female listeners, so sorry, <laughs> ladies. I, sometimes I, I get caught up, and please don't miss well, their well, me the point, to me. The point is, is that he had he had the money to hire whoever he wanted for whatever he wanted, and he still chose not to. Yeah, that's therefore, the weird part. Therefore, again, I'm also not a psychiatrist. I'm a project manager. But it seems to me that then whatever like his thing was – like not paying for it must have been part of it or else like you just could. Yeah. You could just, you could just write a check and be like, listen, I want to just whatever. Like, and, and you're, you're in the clear, like, or some of it's control too. Like uh, I'm going to put you in a situation in a room where you really can't get out. And then I'm right. going to manipulate and control this situation to force so, you to do something you don't okay. want to do. So, right, and, so, that, and that's like the terrifying part of it. Like, there's the obvious creepy, like. If I like, held Dave awful. captive in my car and says, "Dave, you can't get out of my car," and I drive off madly or whatever, and I'm keeping him in my car hostage, technically, like that's like kidnapping, right? That's yeah, in the yes. realm of that. So if I lock a door on you and or block the door in my towel or whatever, and I'm like, "You're not getting out till I get a whatever." Mm -hmm. Like, but but it doesn't have to be like that. It could be something like, uh, you had better do this because I'm Deshaun Watson. If you don't, I'm going to tell the company that Texans contract with that you're terrible. You didn't do a good job, and they're going to fire you because I'm the star quarterback. And you right? think that works on a full grown adult, not like a college student? That wouldn't that wouldn't work on like it's a job. I get it. I I uh, so being a male, I don't know how I'd respond to that situation because I would like would not. not be like to find myself in that situation um but i i mean he's like six five to twenty as well like you can even have just like a hint like you don't have to like be threatening if you're that big you can just like kind of hint yeah. at it you know what yeah. i mean like i just the whole situation is like um truly awful like all the way across the board and like each individual one is bad enough, but the fact that it's all together, I think the NFL actually does need to come down on him extremely he's, hard he's, here. He, he's lucky that someone's husband or brother or cousin or whoever didn't confront him and break his kneecaps or some shit or end his career because yeah, he's very lucky for shit like that. I'm telling you, he's very lucky. When it comes to like yeah. that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. I have a daughter that's that's going to be 28 years old uh, next month and I can imagine if she was working in that job and that and something like that happened to her I'm going to go see this guy right it's going to be a fucking problem and the, yeah. I mean, some of the thing about it too is that it's there was such a surprise element to some of these things that uh, the way it's been described was these these women went into this thinking all right it's just a massage and at the very end it was it turned into you know it from zero to it went from six to midnight if you know what I'm saying yeah yeah and yeah. real wow. quick and uh, what do you do with that when you've got five seconds to try to figure out your response? Yeah. And then it's over. And what the hell just happened? I mean, and, it does such a shady thing. And because he was doing it over and over again, he becomes an expert on this process. And each woman who has not gone through it before, like it's new to them, but he's like probably got like a plan worked out but, like oh if she responds like this i say this like i'm just saying this guy sucks he's awful 
I yeah. hope he gets banned for life, honestly, for this. I don't think that's yeah. gonna happen. But yeah. like I would not be I would not be upset at all if this dude never played football again. They yeah. worry about find criminal charges and he went to prison for a extremely long time. Like to me, because like Henry Ruggs is going to prison for sure. But to me, oh, yeah. what Deshaun Watson is has done is infinitely worse, even though nobody has died. Like that's results based. But mm-hmm. like the intent and the it's criminality it, and the it, awfulness. It, it, it's scarring. It's scarring. If see to Scott's point, like my thing is like the weirdness about it is that like with Larry, was it Larry Nasser that lead piece of shit? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like hundreds of people, yeah. and some of them had came forward to the FBI, but they just you know whatever didn't check into it or whatever it is. Right. So I'm like, yeah, this this is this is behavior that's like when you look at this guy, you don't see that, right? You see the wholesome looking kid, but. I look at him different now, you know, and well, I'm not as judging during executioner, but I'm like, if, if you're carrying on like this, man, I'm like, it, it's just, it, you make enough money to, to order in bro. Like you could have easily just said, you know what? I want to, I want to get this in here. <laughs> Scott, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> fucked up. <sometimes. laughs> you know, I no, just don't what, here, so here's what's going on in my brain. If I was single and if I had that kind of money, oh, I know exactly what I'd be doing. I, that's exactly what I'd be doing. Hey, it's yeah. Wednesday night at, at nine o'clock, and uh, let's order. I shouldn't. I shouldn't, <laughs> I shouldn't be saying this stuff. So this is political football, man. So here, here's 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 how I know. Uh, uh, I don't know if this is how the kids say built different nowadays, but yeah. when you were saying ordering in and it's Wednesday at nine o'clock, I'm thinking like, oh, you want Royal Farms, you don't want KFC, <laughs> like am I trying to get Papa John's? Like, what exactly am I ordering here? It took me a second to realize that we were not no, it's not is, food this is, <laughs> talking the, about this that. For the sake of the listeners and Maddie Heist Media, that we don't <laughs> we don't, you know, we 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 buck the line, but we don't cross it. Well, um, so there is no like easy way to transition out of this into the next topic i really wanted to talk to cleve about so um we're going to go from deshaun watson being one of the creepiest worst people in the league if not on the planet to ryan fitzpatrick retiring from the nfl fitz yo fitzy (laughs) for the hall of fame the numbers alone so numbers alone man so so here so here's the thing uh scott when we was it the (laughs) In, coming into this last year, Cleve, in the season preview, where you said Fitz should be in the Hall of Fame, or was it the year before? It was coming into coming into this next this uh, past season. Yeah, this past when yeah. he was going to be at Washington. Okay, yeah, you said he should be in the Hall of Fame, the and numbers. I just and I kind of let it slide. <laughs> so, Cleve, you first. Why should Ryan Fitzpatrick be in the Hall of Fame? Because he's awesome, bro. <laughs> I mean, he that's came, true. He, he came awesome. to my Jets. He came to my Jets. Garnered a deal. Literally, we paid him a million dollars a pick. <laughs> million dollars a pick. <laughs> you know That's a lot. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I'm about a guy who help, who helps himself. And Fitzy's what nine teams, three to yes. three, uh, three conferences. <laughs> nine, yeah, nine different teams. He played for the Rams, the Bengals, the Bills, the Titans, the Texans, the Jets, the Bucks, the Dolphins, and the football team. So like him and Chase Daniel like are my heroes because the Chase holding sort yeah, of yeah I mean at least Fitzy played a little bit but Chase has really made some money for himself you yeah. know okay but, uh, Cleve without looking hang on I can do some quick math <laughs> he started 166 games as quarterback uh, okay. 166 games. How many wins as a starter does Fitzpatrick have? He started 166. 166. I want to say 94. 67. 67. Damn. He's 67, 98, and one. So he's got, so he's like, what's that? 30 games under under 500 for his, for his career. Much. Now, in terms of total yards, he's thrown basically 35,000, almost on the dot. That's ranked for number 32 all time, which is mm-hmm. kind of down the list. Yeah, in terms of touchdowns, he threw for two hundred. He threw two hundred twenty-three touchdowns in his career, number thirty-six all time, which sounds like a big number, but that's currently tied with Kirk Cousins and behind Andy Dalton. <laughs> wow, yeah, he, he got he is not going into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's not absolutely not happening. <laughs> 
sorry. Go Fitzy. I would. I mean, I wouldn't want to see. I want to see his his jacket be like nine patches all over it, like like a NASCAR jacket. <laughs> Everyone's logo all over it. <laughs> he looked like one of those European hockey players. <laughs> hey, they got to make money too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, Ryan Fitzyager. Um, Fitz. I I just. I, you know, when you said it last year, Cleve, I was like, I'm just going to slide because like the week before you get to the Lions would win seven games. Um, but this this is a good point from Paul. Paul says that they need to make a new haul for guys like Fitzmagic. And I agree because he is just so fun and he's so awesome, he's awesome with the beard man. and like the swag. And he like I remember last year, the commanders were on the road getting killed somewhere and he was back home in Miami, like at a golf tournament. Like he didn't even care. He just didn't he show up gone. in Buffalo in in the playoff game? Wasn't he in the stands in Buffalo? Yeah, something yes. like that this, happened. This yeah. Most recent season, like <laughs> guys, yeah. I, I would I would party with him. Mania. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and and he's made the most of his talent. He's, you know, I mean, I want to say he went to Harvard. He, uh, it's Parlayed not like he's a coveted player coming in. You know, he's he was awesome. It's just, you know, he doesn't I, – I just don't think he rises to that level. <laughs> you have to throw for more touchdowns than Andy Dalton to make the Hall of Fame as a quarterback. <laughs> that's, I think that's a fair – I think that's a fair, fair, uh, fair thing. Now, uh, shout out to, uh, to Jeannie in the chat. She's up in Seattle, and uh, there was a report that Seattle would sign Baker Mayfield if he were cut. Scott, is that true, and would it matter? Well, we heard that before the draft – um, we also heard that the Pittsburgh Steelers would jump at the opportunity to sign him if he was cut from the Browns. And th- that was interesting because that's inside the division kind of thing. Yeah. Um, definitely uh, stuff that we heard before the draft from, you know, tied in people. I don't know why they wouldn't. You know, b- both teams have sort of problematic quarterback situations. Uh Correct me if I'm wrong. Seattle has Geno Smith and Drew Locke, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Pittsburgh now has um, Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky, and uh, what's his nuts? Um, uh, he, um, um, a mile, mile Garrett's uh, helmet rack. Um, that dude. Rudolph. Yeah. So I mean, Mr. you could see Rudolph. how if you wanted, and I know they paid Trubisky, but if you wanted to let Pickett sit which i don't think is i don't think was ever the mentality he's ready to play yeah um baker would fit and and would would fit in that model but i'm not sure if it's great for pittsburgh but but for seattle yeah i mean he would step in there and become by far their best player their best quarterback yeah. who could get that offense going and i mean you talk about resurrecting what looks like tyler lockett and dk metcalf at at this point and you know anybody's listening, uh, doing any like best ball type drafts, it, it, take a swing there. I mean that you know that there is some sense to that happening, and I can promise you that if Baker ends up in Seattle, that Lockett and Metcalf are going to be more productive than that anybody thinks they're going to be at this point. You're gonna you're getting really good value on those players. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, right now you can get an underdog. Lockett is like has an ADP of like 89 and Metcalf is like 43. Yeah. And Lockett's going to shoot up into the fifties and Metcalf's going to slide up into the second round. If Baker ends up there. Um, And I've got some teams I'm working on now because I do the slow drafts where I've got like Metcalf, Lockett, Fant. And because I'm not taking, I'm going to take Baker away later. I've got like Burrow and Brady. And yeah. like, I'll just throw Baker on. If he ends up in Seattle, great. And if he doesn't, <laughs> well, whatever. Um, so yeah, Baker Mayfield is gonna win, gonna win me two million dollars. That's the point. Good luck. <laughs> little, little, yeah. little on topic with that Seattle. Do you think Pete Cal has a gum endorse or no? <laughs> oh, he has well, can't, to. can't be Wrigley because they're Chicago. <laughs> does, does Starbucks or Nintendo have a have a chewing gum product? <laughs> There's gotta be some sort of you know. <laughs> Southern California, a lot of gum, man. Yeah, well, I haven't seen I haven't seen a Jason Garrett commercial for the Clapper yet, so maybe maybe <laughs> Pete Carroll doesn't maybe Pete Carroll doesn't have a uh, the Clapper. Is he still in the league? I mean, has he got a job somewhere? No, isn't he doing TV? Is he Garrett? Yeah, is he doing TV yeah, right now? Yeah, 
I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like all the announcers switched uh, networks and whatever, and I don't know or care because besides Tony Romo, I think they're all kind of garbage. So I don't really yeah, know. I, see, I'm, see, I'm, and I'm not a Tony guy because Tony's the guy at the movie. Like, hey, that guy's gonna walk through the door. This is gonna happen. Like, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want. Yeah, but, I, I yeah, want to see my football. Not, but it'd be not cool be told if it was happen. if it was Steven Spielberg or Quentin Tarantino telling you, <laughs> like, because you'd be like, oh, because you do it. And it's cool that you can tell this, right? Um, so I do like that from Romo, but I don't really know or care. So like Monday Night Football's got uh Aikman and Buck now, I think. Yeah. Would you yeah. rather would you rather Vin Diesel reading Macbeth or would you rather um Sean um uh what's the guy that's take the taken guy? <laughs> Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. Liam Neeson uh do uh Othello. Oh, oh. Liam Neeson. Because Lee Neeson is the voice of Aslan the Lion in uh, in Narnia, so at the very least you got the like the lion that, from the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe breeding. That's how some of these announcers sound to me. I'm like, it's like it's just like when they had Dennis Miller doing Monday Night Football, and everyone just intellectually was just like, I don't even know what he's talking about. What are we doing so, here? Now, did you guys listen to Akeem Talib last year at all? Yes, I but didn't. he only he only does the daytime, and I only watch Red Zone on the daytime, so it's yeah, you know, very very hit or miss. But I didn't think Akeem Talib was that good, but I loved how like overwhelmingly black he was, and like his white <laughs> co-host like didn't know what to do. It's like the old Dave Chappelle joke: the uh, zip it up and zip it out. Okay, zip you do it now. Bye bye then. Like this dude had no idea how to respond to a keep to leave, and that was amazing. <laughs> but his football knowledge was ridiculous. Oh yeah, yeah, it really was. I thought he was awesome. Uh, I don't know where Brock Heward is these days. I think he's still doing college football, but he's my favorite announcer because uh, he's because he just. He's able to uh, explain super complicated things real easy, mm-hmm. and you get it like real quick. You know, especially quarterback play because quarterback play is tough at the college level to try to figure out what guys are doing and what they're not doing well. He's he's really good at that kind of stuff. But so you know, Scott, did you like the Mannings at all? Doing that, like doing the Manning that sh- cast that they had last yeah, year. Yeah, that shit. Oh yeah, that I thought it was great just from the humor standpoint. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly right. That, that's that's batting 100. So, Scott, we had a long-running joke here where basically every white person loved the Manny cast and the rest yeah. of us couldn't stand it. And, like, it's true across the board except for Maddie Ice. He did not like it. But literally everybody else was about it. And we're like, what is that? This isn't funny or clever or, like, it was just an amazing cultural difference playing out in real time. And yeah. you don't normally get that because normally it, be, it, like, breaks down, like, along a partisan line. But this wasn't that at all. It was just like white people love the Manning cast. It's like yeah. green bean casserole. I, I mean, I, like, I, I I tried it, but Dave and I were like this when when again we're like, all right, chase the channel. <laughs> yeah, watch it. It wasn't something that I I sought out, but when when it was on, I thought, okay, these are two humorous dudes telling stories, and I did not like the guests that they had. Yeah, that that it was like a, random people. They just like yeah, they just do random people together on a. Yeah, I mean, I, it I was like it was so never it was never like a, a a layup of of good people. It was just like random guys jumping in and out. Yeah, yeah. And for it, me, it was just like don't care about that. I just having having Peyton Manning bust Eli Manning's balls and vice versa over their family di- dynamic, which I'm sure is has to be absolutely toxic at some point in their oh, yeah. lives. Because uh, if I'm Eli, hilarious. I'm walking at Thanksgiving with both rings on. But Peyton's <laughs> got two, too. No, no. Before if Peyton got his second one, I'm walking, oh, okay, in, okay. walking in double fist, and I'm like, hey, we watch with the cranberry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, and it's not, it's not like because it's the Mannings necessarily. I mean, Peyton Manning is very, very bright. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's just, like, something about the show or whatever. It's just one of those things, the way that it broke down. It was, like, you could just tell 
just without even, without even knowing. It was it was just hilarious. But I'm glad they have it. I always like new and different ways of broadcasting these sorts of things because ESPN has 47 channels. Nobody's yeah. watching any of the rest of Monday Night Football is on. So you might as well have different people doing different things. And I'm just saying we should get Richard Sherman and Akeem Tlaib doing their own. Wow. Like, uh, that would be question, fun. Question yeah. for both of you. Um, Eli, first ballot? Yes. No. Yes. Wow, because they're two chips? Uh, you, two titles, he, big big stats, he, New York Giants. He's got the name. 500 quarterback at best. 500. It's, it's, it's 500. voted on by human beings. He's going down on the first ballot. It's because it's voted by humans. Do I think he should be? No, but 100% he's going first ballot. Scott, why, why don't you think he is not? I just don't think he's a good enough quarterback to be a first ballot a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I, I, and I agree with you. I think he's Hall of Fame because of the two chips and who and who they were against. But sure. first ballot walk-in, no. No. Second I, don't try, gonna, I don't think it's going to get a period, but he's going down the first ballot. I, I don't just, know, Dave. I don't know. Oh, yeah. we might have a bet here. How long How much longer do we have to wait? He's been gone two years? I, 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 would, uh, I would place that wager. Wow. Okay. Heard it on All the right. show. Yeah, we'll have to. It's on uh, tape. Yeah, no, we'll uh okay, I'll tell you what, we'll wager entry for the dynasty uh buy-in the year the year of his first ballot. Well, I mean Which Archie's be, what, making two years from now. Archie's making a call. Archie's, Archie's Is that a Benjamin? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm not going that far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I, well, I, Dave's a, Dave's a high roller, man. I guess um I'll yeah, we'll go. Sure. Why not? <laughs> It didn't I mean, take me long to get there. Yeah, I just, you know, the... Wait, all right. So, so Dave, so without the championship, you think he's still without the championship? Take take them off the table. No, as far as whether or not he should be, I don't even think he's a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. I think he kind of sucks, but he has two titles. He's a Manning. He played in New York, and this thing is voted on by people. It's not like you have to meet a criteria. A bunch of people decide, and we know who these people are who decide. So he's going in first ballot. Like They're not, not putting a Manning in who can go in first ballot. I mean, at this point, barring injury, we might as well just put Arch Manning in on the first ballot too. Like They're <laughs> going once they once they get there. It's just – it's just how it's going to be. He, he should not be going on the first ballot. I don't think Roethlisberger should be going on the first ballot. I mean, horrible wow. human part aside, just from himself. I think to be first ballot, you have to be fantastic. Rare. But, but quarterbacks, championships, New York City, Manning, he's going in first ballot. Wow. Okay. I just, I just wanted to get you know you guys' opinion about that. Yeah, well, good, and we got a bet. We got a bet lined up here. Uh, yeah, around that too. Uh, Cleve, will Eli Manning go in before Ryan Fitzpatrick? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, and then the the last thing I wanted to touch on here was Colin Kaepernick getting a workout for the Raiders, and they are really starting to talk him up like he might be going to the Raiders. Related to that. The John Gruden lawsuit appears to be going to trial, which means that these emails will be turned over to his team in discovery, which means that they're going to be anonymously leaked to the press by who knows who will be do who will be releasing these. And so are the Raiders trying to get out in front of signing Kaepernick? Because my prediction is that there's going to be documented email proof of a conspiracy to blackball Kaepernick from the league. Cleve, what do you think? Well, a couple of things to unpack here. Uh, the John Gruden thing, well, you, you and I were talking offline about it. Uh, I actually didn't have any more interest in it, but then you made a good point about how many other people that he'll give up. So, well, right. you know what, since you're going to leak it, I'll leak it all. Yep. You know, get every, get everyone get everyone else's out there. Because if he was, if he was singled out, it is. It's kind of messed up because other others were involved and others are complicit. So I get that. Um, the Kaepernick thing, Kaepernick thing, is another um, whole other animal to deal with. Um, a guy that's been out for five years, uh, coming in to probably be David's car's backup. Backup. I don't know if Kaepernick's ego can take that because two guys would have to go down before you see that field. Nah, he'd be the backup. Who's who's their backup now? 
it doesn't matter. <laughs> we just lost Marcus Mariota. So if it's somebody, it's it's I mean, it's either a rookie, a young player, or a, a veteran old dude who, who is not all that relevant. Um, I can look it up real quick if you want. <laughs> Jacob. Jake Jake <laughs> says I attended the John Gruden anti-racism camp last year. Changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> me <laughs> i don't find that's even a thing <laughs> no but but it should be like john Gruden's quarterback camp is mayak out of there oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah every, everybody gone oh they, oh they cleared house over there yeah because they brought in josh mcdaniels as head coach um, and um, his own, brought his own guys in is he also the gm scott or did they hire somebody else to be gm i think he is Last I know, he's the GM, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, with the Gruden Mayock scenario, that that was always a, a strange relationship. That Mayock who, was sort of the face of it, but Gruden really was. Making, so who brought? Was, so who brought who in? Was it Gruden bringing Mayock in, or vice he versa? He did, and I think it was just a uh, you know regime. a nod to a, a buddy kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, puppet and, regime. Yeah, a little bit, and, uh, and then there was another guy, another. Uh, a scout in there, his name is Dave Rosano, who was very involved in in the selections that they made. And they just got, you know, they made some risky picks, some very bold picks. That's one way uh, to put it. Uh, I yeah. would say they made some yeah. shitty picks. Yes. Hey. But risky, but risky's fair, I guess. Yeah. Hey, I mean, if you can have a haircut like Mark Davis, uh, come on. Come on, man. Get the fire yeah, up no. going. <laughs> uh, Jared please. Stidham. Oh yeah, Jared Stidham. That's Jared right. Jared Stidham and Nick Mullins are their backups. So oh, Cameron Nick Mullins from San Fran. Yeah, Nick Mullins. Yeah. Uh, oh wow. Be their number two. Yeah. Mm, yeah, he could beat the. I mean, but but Scott being five years out of the league, isn't that like ten years in NFL time? It depends on what he's been doing, uh, you know. And and having said that, um it almost seems unreasonable to think that you can replicate any of these uh, like, you know, you could practice, you could, you could conduct an NFL practice for five straight years, but you're still not playing games. Yeah. So it just, there, yeah, there's a huge, there, there's a huge deal there. But as far as, you know, looking the part in a workout, I'm sure he does. He has, he's got a big arm. He can run. He is, and people forget how incredibly talented he was mm-hmm. before all this shook out. And this kind of goes back to the whole Del Rio thing. Del Rio talking about how he's re- he respects all the um, peaceful protests and all that stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, wonder what your thoughts were on Colin Kaepernick there, fuck ass. Like, um, <laughs> like welcome to the show, Scott. Well, <laughs> there's a little bit of, of that where it's frustrating to hear. These and and I think the Del Rios are kind of entrenched in the NFL, where there's a lot more of these guys oh, than yeah. we know and think. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it's just it's a, it's been frustrating for somebody like Kaepernick to do what he's what he's done to sacrifice what he sacrificed and given up to take the shit that he's had to take the shit from as as many people as he has, and uh, and here here we are with an opportunity now, and you know I hope he gets it. I hope he gets a chance. I really do. I mean, I don't see the harm in him getting a chance if he washes out. He washes out, but I mean, I don't know what if we a ton of guys in the league <laughs> got shit going on, uh, crazy stuff, and that's the least of your of your worries. You know, Deshaun Watson or Colin Kaepernick. Which which yeah. distraction do you want? Right. You know. It's crazy, well, the thing, too, the thing too about the Raiders this year is that <clears throat> unless their quarterback is awful, they're going to be good, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they've got Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs. Uh, defense is not that great, but like they're set up to be to be just fine at quarterback. I mean, I think Derek Carr is like NFL quarterback rating leader at the end of the season. It's not a terrible bet to make, you know. Yeah. You know, between Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro, I mean, you've got three excellent pass catching options all at all levels of the field. So yeah. if whoever gets in there, like if Carr goes down and Kaepernick were to get in there and play, I mean, he'd have to be really bad to not be successful. Yeah. It was it was strange after Gruden left and I didn't see the World War II backpack radio setup that he had, the backpack, the shit. And I'm like, dude, just get an earpiece. 
It's the way they always did it. John John Gruden storming Omaha Beach, confused about which side to fight for. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Hey, well, it's political do you, football. Do you, do you follow where you're from or do you follow your heart? I mean, you just, you just got to gotta pick one. Hey, you never know. You good never one, know uh, what's going to win that that uh, that little battle you're having. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I think this was a good uh, early early summer check-in with some stuff going on around the league. Uh, we're still working out uh, what the um, you know finals schedule upcoming here is going to be for the rest of the summer. But obviously, as we start getting to July and August, we'll be more frequent. We got to do all the season previews, all that sort of thing. So um, one other big announcement I did set up the uh, Twitter account. Okay. Uh, it is at Political FB Pod, um, and of course, I'm going to put a link to that um, in the um, show notes and on the wherever if you listen if you're listening out of the podcast, it's going to be in the podcast notes. If you're watching on YouTube, it will be in the show notes on YouTube. The link to there, so you can follow there. And I'm uh, retweeting and tweeting a little bit, sort of getting it started. But of course, it'll be updates for the show, announcements for the show, uh, that sort of thing there. So. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for, you know, this upcoming, this upcoming season, I'm drafting at least 450 best ball teams this summer. So that's, that's a, that's a fun time. I'm telling you, going to win, going to win $2 million. That's the, that's the goal. $2 million to get a new mic, maybe a green screen. Um, (laughs) all right. Uh, Scott, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, again this week uh scott stick around for after action after uh <laughs> and uh Whoa. uh yeah uh cleave uh thank you for staying up of uh, the prune juice and the werther's original and uh hanging out hanging out with the young folks here see what i mean it's fucking guy like <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody we will uh we will see you thank prob- you everyone for coming yeah up. probably probably a couple weeks or so but again follow on twitter like and subscribe here so you can see it Maddie X Media Network got the link there on Twitter as well. Check out the other podcast. As far as I know, Cleve is still employed by them. So, um, yeah, we'll see everybody Big around. Big yawn, baby. Big <laughs> yawn. Peace. <laughs>